0: Heather's also really nervous right now.
1: I'm not nervous. I think I'm just, I was not, I like to prepare for things. And you just basically said, hey, Heather, guess what? You sat in the front row of the sermon. That's about as prepared as you can get. Right. And it was just yesterday. So that's true. It's Monday. It's all, it all should still be up it here. It is Monday.
2: Yes.
0: No, and and, and actually, I, I actually appreciate that, what you're saying. Like, uh, I don't know that we ever started this this outcast in order to to appear as experts right like i think what we what we've been going for the purpose and intents of this is to as as people who just received the ministry of the word on sunday saying how do we take this and apply it to our lives and so um i'm hoping that that's actually the tone for the conversation i and think that's what we're aiming have for questions, every week
2: too which i think is good to hear it and whether you're processing it in prayer, like to realize, like it's okay to have questions about what you heard or how to apply it.
0: Yeah, I I think it would be fantastic as this uh, grows and evolves if we w- were to include some additional conversation uh, from from people who are like, hey, I have some questions. Questions some from thoughts. the audience. Uh, so if that comes up today, uh, by all means. So a big uh, a big portion. Of the discussion last night was, uh, or last night, yesterday uh, at, uh, at at service Sunday, I should say, uh, was this idea of uh, being adopted into God's family. Uh, that we would become his children, that we would receive the inheritance, uh, and this is the kind of the the capstone of this idea of of how it is that we get into God's family. Right? We don't get in by by earning our way in. We we get in by faith. Uh, we continue by faith, and then he's saying, "This is your position. This is what what has happened." And so this is kind of a different. Facet or a different viewpoint of the same idea that our position with God is secure, that it's a gift, that it's not by anything we've done, but but by something God has done for us. But this type of thinking actually has huge implications uh, on the way that we live our life. Um, well, m- maybe maybe we just start out with with maybe some standout moments, things that really stood out to you, other than you know the 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 bear. You know, obviously, you know. Well, the Bessa first Brian verse the that bear. Liz
1: read yesterday was verse 26 out of chapter 3. For through faith, you are all sons of God in Christ Jesus, which I think was a great way to start that sermon.
0: Yeah, so two, two things. You are sons of God. Like, this is your position. How did that happen? Through faith, right? So two really big, big, important theological statements and in that.
1: sons, if we want to talk about that which we learned a lot you of history. are sons. We're
2: sons. But it was great to learn the history around that, right? Yeah, and I think I sometimes think of like if someone who maybe doesn't know the Bible or doesn't come to church or just that's a common misconception or an objection to the Bible is that it speaks primarily to men. Um, and so I loved Brian explaining that actually— saying adopted as sons, but saying that you are all, right? It says, like, you are all sons of God. That actually, like, for the women of the time who had no rights was, like, an elevation, like, and not because of something that they had done, but because, like, of their faith and, like, being adopted. The historical context of, like, I
1: just loved how he walked us through that. And how many times am I not looking at the historical context and really understanding that a little bit more? I just thought that was really helpful yesterday when you walked through that.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate it. So he, like, he was talking about how Paul levels the playing field. Like like there's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither man nor woman. And and he's saying like we're all equal and, and that wasn't bringing anyone down. That's actually bringing everyone up. Uh, and it is by faith that we would be at that place. There is God and there is everyone who believes in him. Positionally, co-heirs of all that he has, and that uh, that that comment that you that you guys made about like I didn't even realize that that should be something offensive. That sh- I think maybe just shows my ignorance, right? And, you're a and man, so you're a I, son. I also appreciate. <laughs> we are like, daughters. Well, but We're as a, a man, as a man, I'm also called the bride of Christ, though, too, right? Right. And so, like, there is um, kind of. Uh, I don't know, the way, the, way that, the way that the Bible plays out, there are, there are times that men get placed into uh, female, you know, gender definitions and women get placed into. And so it just didn't, it didn't necessarily strike me as odd. So I'm really glad that, number one, Brian brought that up and that you guys uh, are also bringing that up because we want to be looking for those and say, you know, let's, let's not let our first reaction be offended uh
1: well it provided a lot more meaning to what he's saying here like he is telling us as daughters that we get the same rights as sons which is a big deal historically and now but back then they didn't receive anything as daughters and that's why they would adopt a boy or a man to receive the benefit of that family um and then the whole concept of adopted son not being able to legally what's the right word for that like disowned yeah. disowned yeah like that was that was awesome. I think that brought a few tears
0: yeah that that is an important point you talked about uh the fact that adoption ends up being a stronger legal position in regards to inheritance. And who
1: would have thought that? The nobody, I have never thought in those terms that it's a stronger position and being a son that's adopted and that we are all like sons that are adopted.
0: Have you, have you had thoughts? I, I didn't ask you, I didn't tell you guys this ahead of time, but like, have, have you had thoughts about God and about the Bible that that make you think that women do have a lower position like like have as you've gotten into God's word have you been made more aware of of God's uh very positive and affirming affections uh around women or is is that yeah how do you understand what i'm asking like i'm asking like yeah in, in your understanding of God, and as you've approached scripture, have there been times when you've kind of questioned, what do I have the same value? Do I have the same worth as a woman?
2: I think um, how that has changed for me is by reading the Bible and like, growing in my relationship like, with Jesus, but the most glaring example is like, wives submit to your husbands. Like, no one loves that word. Um, I know some people who really, really dislike that word, but I think then as you learn that like the idea of like submission to your husband is because like he is submitting to the Lord and like that is how like you are cared for, like it just takes on a whole new meaning, but that's one of those things that you hear immediately and think, oh, that sounds horrible, right? Like, and then when you think, no, actually that is how like God intends like to care for us, like that we submit to someone who is like submitting to his godly authority Up front, it doesn't maybe sound like that. I think as
1: I've grown um, in the Word, it's just what I've noticed is just how God has highlighted women. And it seems like a standout um, experience or a story that God's um, bringing to life in His Word that it's like, oh, yes, and He loved women as well. And they had a place Um, I think that, I think those stories just stand out uh, as I've studied scripture.
0: Yeah, certainly over and over, like, I love what Brian said. Like, this is like one of the most progressive, uh, you know, documents. It's 2,000 years ahead of time and still actually ahead of the current and present moment in regards to uh, the length that God goes to challenge cultural view of women so so much of the bible is 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 kind of descriptive not prescriptive it's describing the situation about how women were treated and god was so counter to the culture of that day and and even in the old testament and throughout uh in in his elevation of women and and i i just wondered Uh, If, if uh, if that had been your experience as your well, I think just in
2: division in general. He talked about I think he was talking about verse twenty eight where it says, "For you all are all one in Christ Jesus." And just looking at the world that we live in right now, that is, uh, he used phrases like "torn apart" and "divided," and that like this is intended to remind us, like that we are all like one in Christ. But if you look outside of the world, there is no oneness, unity. Like that word is thrown around in. A misapplied way but that that is really true there's like that phrase you know like the the ground at the foot of the cross is level like that is that is how we're intended to feel I think he also said like check your heart like no one is above or below you but that's intended for it to feel like we are the body of Christ like and there shouldn't be division like our world
0: I think I think the thing I'm most excited about, if you guys are okay with the transition, and you could always bring back any of these concepts as we move forward, but the thing that I'm maybe most excited to talk about is is like having the mindset. I think one of the questions in, in the in the you know Galatians for you book is uh, on, on the second section is adoption is adoption something you experience? as well as understand. There is a difference between understanding you're adopted and experiencing that ad- adoption. There is a difference between singing the song, I am a child of God, I am who he says I am, and and living that out, right? There is a difference between um, I'm gonna have confidence when I step out onto that stage, and actually having confidence when you step out onto that stage. Uh, you know, the stage of your life or whatever scary kind of situation that you experience. So I, to put that into kind of maybe into a conversation, maybe, you know, what, what changes in a person's life when they're living in the experience of that adoption? Uh, and then, I, I don't know, maybe there's, maybe there's a follow-up question to that. Uh, but that feels so huge, doesn't it? Like like understanding our position with God, that we are his sons. I don't know. Maybe you guys have a couple of examples ready about how, um, how a person's life really is transformed in the moments that they believe. And really it is our faith, isn't it? We believe that what God's word says is true. God's word just says we're his sons and his daughters, that we, that we receive the inheritance outside of anything that we could do our performance, uh, whether we believe that to be true or not will, will affect the way that we live. And maybe you guys, some examples come, come to mind with that.
1: The first thing that came to my mind is the example in the Lord's Prayer, how we start out with Father, our Father. And it's the concept of that unconditional, like every time Jesus prays in the Bible, except on the cross, he starts with Father, Um so that that concept of us as an example of the Lord's Prayer going to God and saying, Father, and then thinking about like the unconditional love that a father has for his child. Like it's just such a beautiful picture. Like once I had children, I think I was really able to understand that unconditional love and it's a little bit different, right, than like husband and wife and child like there's this love that you they come and they need water you're going to get them water if you come to me and need water i'm going to say go get it yourself
0: wait a minute (laughs) my my our kids have a higher position than me they're going to get water before i i know not a higher position but it's that
1: and i think a lot of times we don't come in the presence of our father thinking of how much he loves us like there is an unconditional love that i don't know if we rest in that and think about it in those terms.
0: Yeah, so you're you're saying that at our one one way that our life changes when we when we experience that adoption is is we start to think differently about the way God sees us. And when we right. see us in the way, through God's eyes, that changes our prayer life. Like he's not disappointed with us. He's like pursuing us, loving us. And I love that Brian talked about how costly and complicated the adoption process was. It required his very life that we would be adopted. Uh, That's how much he loves us. Uh, And when we think in that way, our failures, when we fail, when we fall, uh, when we need his help, we run to him and not in shame away from him. That's, that's, That's believing or experiencing that adoption versus... Uh, just understanding it. Yeah.
2: I think the the part that really stood out to me, he was talking about, um, like, the security. Like, that was when he was using the example of, like, you were unable to be disowned once you were an adopted son in that culture. Um, But I think, um, like, as someone who became a Christian, as a grown-up, an old grown-up. I don't know what I'll call it. But I think just the reality that, um, like, once, like, I was saved, like, through my faith, all of that other stuff wasn't what plays to my salvation or to how God feels about me. And so I think one of the next questions they ask is, uh, when are you most in danger of living as a slave and not as a son? And I think when you aren't living in the security that no matter you, me, when I'm not living in the security that no matter what I've done in my past, like, I am an adopted son. I am secure. I am safe, like, through eternity, um, that that is when I'm not living it out, when I'm not, when I'm understanding it, but maybe not experiencing it. And so I think experiencing it looks like feeling forgiven, feeling free, feeling secure.
0: Yeah, it, it, is, it ends up being faith or lack of faith that gets in the way. Right, like moving from understanding to experiencing, it is the work of the spirit. It is the work uh, of uh, like moving and transforming uh, your heart and your understanding. But it's 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 there's an element of of that trust fall, right? Uh, you know, youth camp or team building activities, you're standing on a chair and you just fall back, right? Like the amount of, uh, of faith required in that, that they're going to catch you. It, it is a little bit like that. Like, okay, God, I'm going to believe what you're saying, right? I'm going to believe that, you're, that I'm going to fall back and that you're going to catch me. Um, it, it's, it's I just heard it in your word and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe this, I'm going to believe that there's really nothing I need to do right now in order to stay in a right standing and position with you that I'm Can I ask son. a question? Please do.
1: How has your father's relationship with you affected your relationship
2: with God? Oh, Brandon was not first to speak. <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. I, I think um, looking at... Um, and I love my dad and like, it's very performance based, like not, not like his love for me, but just like life in general, um, achievements. And I think that like has played into my personality a lot and how, um, I've like felt success like at times in my life. And that is a completely different than like, God loves me no matter what. He loves me if I, you know, whatever I've done in the past or whatever I do today, if I screw up and ask for forgiveness, like, it's, di- it's just different. It's, it's a full, I, he said something about, like, full adoption. Um, and that word full to me, like, really stood out, that it's not, like, partial, it's not conditional, it's not circumstantial, like, full, complete,
0: yeah, and, and, and to answer that question for me personally, there's so many, there's so many directions. It's, it's really interesting as, as we're working in counseling ministry, a lot of the conversations we'll have are, are injuries from childhood, right? Experiences from fathers, and there's so many people who've, who have just been injured by their father, and it has affected their view of God. But it can do it in a positive way too, and and I think simultaneously, sometimes I get to see some of God's good attributes through my dad and my experiences with him, and and some some others. And so then then as a Christian, I'm I'm understanding how God is the perfect Father, and that's sometimes different from my heavenly or from my earthly father, and it's sometimes just like my my earthly dad, right? So as kids, we're introducing, we're representing. Uh, like parents are representing God to the kids and, 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 and they get a taste of who God is. But as, as you are growing in God's word, you get a fuller understanding of what a good and perfect father is because he is the standard. And so I could choose one from either side, ways, ways that my dad's uh, failed and ways that my dad's been really successful. Honestly, the first one that came out to me was just um, how excited he has, is to help me when I need help. Even when it's something he's warned me not to do, I did it anyway. I got into a huge mess. Not you. <laughs> he's, and he's, he's ready even still. Like even still, he's like, he's he gets so, so awesome excited yeah. when I come and ask him for help. And I'm learning that's, that's true of God too. I love, Brian talks about that,
2: like forgiveness too, and like what it looks like for, you know, and he's like, men, I'm talking to you, if you are a father, if you're going to become a father, um, but then like further in the passage, it talks about like to redeem those, and like um, probably if I were my dad, I would have a tough time wanting to be friends with me now after everything I pulled in high school. (laughs) it's a long, long, long list. I want to hear this list one day. No, no one's going to. Um, but like to see like that we do have a close relationship now, like that, that, that's a father thing. Like that is, I don't know how you explain that forgiveness, but then to like, then again, like you say, you take every good thing that our fathers do and realize like that God is even better infinitely.
0: We have a communications director that gets really uh, upset if we go too long on these. But maybe there's a (laughs) a closing thought that you guys have. Maybe just something that you want to leave uh, people with. Uh, Matt Baldwin gave gave a challenge last week. Maybe you have something uh, prepared. But it's okay if you don't.
2: I think just going back to those questions of, like, do you view like God as your master or as your father. And I think everyone might have like a quick answer to that, but I think like I loved like what that question one was, how do you live more as a slave or more as a son and just like evaluating how are you living that out? Like Kind of like what you said, are you expressing it or understanding it? And just look at that. And then pray for the faith to move beyond that because you're not gonna do it yourself anyway. Uh, faith comes from hearing the Word, and
1: I think our faith grows, obviously, as we're in the Word, and understanding who God is and who we are uh, as a child of God, and living in that unconditional love that He has for us is um, I, it just seems we, we all struggle in that. and so I, I think that it should be a prayer of ours to really just sit at God's feet and ask Him, "Lord, help me."
0: I love that. Open the Bible read it, say, well, the Bible said it, so it's true. <sighs> okay, I'm going to believe it, right? And, and what just happened? My faith got stronger, right? By the power of God's uh, spirit through prayer, getting into his word. You don't have to read a ton of verses. You can read just one verse and put that into practice. I love that. That's really good. Uh, It's always a pleasure. I wish we could go a little bit longer, but I don't know how long that Chick-fil-A van is going to stay in one place. It has wheels. It'll move directions. Do they have the milkshakes in it too?